0: He's, he's dead, um, called Michael Spaulding, who is a marathon swimmer um, with over 30 years of experience. He's swum pretty much all of the different channels between the Hawaiian Islands. In 2009, he decided to swim uh, one of the largest channels that there was. Um, I forget the name of it. Um but it was 33 miles long, and that, and swimming, so without, without a break, well, or without, without going into a boat. He had a boat and a kayak escort. It, um, it's not something that can be done in just a couple of hours. And so he, he had to basically go overnight as well. He was going just like he normally would on a normal marathon swim, But 10 miles from shore, he encountered um, squid. Um, They were bumping into him, and he didn't really like it that much. Um, But then he felt something else um, hit him. Um, It didn't feel that painful, but he knew that something was wrong, so he headed back to the the boat, the kayak, and... um, And he he was bleeding and and it turned out he had been attacked by a cookie cutter shark, just two feet long. And uh, cookie cutter is um, a very apt name for them because the way they attack their prey um, is that they latch in and then they turn themselves around to actually make a nice um, chunk out of of whatever it is they're attacking. Um, So he had a nice chunk taken out of his leg. It took five months to heal from that bite. It was another two years before he made another attempt. And he, early on he, he saw a, um, a, a white, white-tipped shark um, who was kind of circling around him in a sense for, for a little bit, which got him a bit concerned. But five hours from the end of his journey, of his swim, Um, he came into contact with a Portuguese man of war, um, jellyfish. And he just kept going. The pain subsided a few hours later. um, And when he was three miles from the shore, um, from the end, in the dark, he was bumped by a fish, which scared him and gave him the impetus to really finish strongly in his swim. And so on February 2011, after 19 hours and 43 minutes, he swam that channel. So that's a nice story. It's a story of overcoming. It's a story of of someone who was determined to to beat the odds to to swim um, these um, what can be dangerous channels. So why have I have I said it tonight? It's not just to be a nice nice little story, but the ocean is a dangerous place. It's not our natural habitat. Um, God hasn't designed us to be fish or to swim around um, all, all day long. So when we go into the ocean, we're not in our, our natural place um, and where we're safest. The ocean is a dangerous place, and the longer you're out in the water, the more chance there is that something will go wrong. The boat is where we are safe from everything that goes on around us, It's a refuge from the storms of life. You go out on the ocean and you're in a boat, you're a lot safer than trying to swim in the ocean. The message tonight is called stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. If you start swimming outside of the boat, the seas might look calm. You might get wet and refreshed on a hot day and get straight back in the boat afterwards. No harm done, right? Just a nice little swim in the ocean. You're still back in the safest place on the sea. So the next time you leave, you're tempted to swim a little bit further. You got away with it the first time. You're still well within reach of the boat and can swim back quickly and easily no matter what happens. And you get back safely again and everything seems good. Hey, it was just a little trip. It was just something that was nice and, you know, I can see the boat. I can get back in nicely. You stay in the boat for a while and it's like you never left at all until another hot day comes. There's a bit of of pressure, there's a bit of heat and you swim a little further. You can still see the boat in the distance but when you're far away from the boat, the weather, the surroundings can change in an instant. uh, You leave yourself open to hypothermia, to sunstroke, to dehydration, probably not all at once. You open yourself to exhaustion. You might be more um, more, um, more, confident in your capabilities and your abilities than you really are. And then there's tidal drift and water currents, which you can't see, but can easily take you away and cannot get back to where you were before. A storm could come out of nowhere and take you by surprise. And then there's things like sharks and sea snakes and all the other inhabitants of the ocean. And whatever the reason, you can't make it back into the boat. If we could turn to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22, please. It's a story that is often told and it's a great story about how Peter had faith while he was in the boat. Matthew 14 and 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the middle of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. They were in trouble, and they were in the boat. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Jesus has the ability to come into any situation and make a difference. No matter where we are, especially if we're doing something at his own command. Jesus had told them, Go to the other side. They were following his instructions and now things were going wrong. They are in a situation where they didn't know what was going to happen. And then on top of that, they see something that's impossible. What they thought was a spirit walking because no one can walk on water. But Jesus can. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come unto you on the water. And he said... Come, And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth of his hand and caught him and said unto him, O you of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. You may think that you can walk on water rise above everything and everyone else in every situation on your own, but you would be wrong. Only Jesus can walk on water. Because of who he is, he can't help but rise above every storm and every situation. But it's not the same for us. Even Peter, who was given specific leave from Jesus to walk on the water, got distracted and started to sink. And he was there by, by Jesus's Um, allowance and he, he he was saying yes come he had it all in control but peter allowed himself to get distracted and started to sink jesus was standing right there in front of him but he didn't trust in jesus don't you think that if anyone was going to get it right it would be someone right there with jesus and having been given specific approval to get out of the boat so why Do you think that you could survive out of the boat, the church, when getting out of the boat takes you further away from Jesus, who is the captain of the boat, and you will be rebelling against specific instructions from Jesus to stay in the boat? Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Brother Simon talked, among other things this morning, about faithfulness about being faithful to God, about being faithful, walking with Him. Staying in the boat is being faithful. Being where God wants you to be in the church is being faithful. When you're in the boat, the storms of life that would drown you, that would normally drown you, they just lift you and the church higher as you are safe and protected from destruction. If you're in the boat, you have the protection of Jesus. Yes, you might get wet from the boisterous storms and the waves that are around you. You might be afraid for your life as you get tossed up and down. You might not be able to see which way you are going and have no idea which direction to take. But you're in the boat. You're safe. And though you don't know where you're meant to go and you don't know where you're going... There is one who is steering the ship, who does know where he, both he and you, are going. When you're in the boat, you're safe from predators in the water. The boat that Jesus has us to be in isn't some little two, two-bit little dinghy where a shark or a crocodile could come and capsize it or drag you overboard. The ship we're in is more like a battleship, one that's protected from all enemies And all harm, because Jesus is on the boat. As long as you stay inside the boat, you're safe. Out in the ocean on your own, you're helpless, and might as well wear a sign saying, Eat me alive. It's true. (laughs) Because we have a predator already hunting us. And if we step out of the boat, we are easy prey. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be level-headed, be vigilant, don't let your guard drop, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. Well, you can't resist him in the faith if you're not being faithful. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Yes, he will try to attack us, But if you're in the boat, there's a protection there. When you're in the boat, you can't drown. That comment might just earn me the most insightful comment of the year. Of course, you can't drown when you're in the boat. But when you're outside of the boat, the cares of life and people can drag you down, exhaust you until you go down for the third time. But when you're in the boat, you're protected and lifted above any weariness. When you get tired, you've got that support. You've got that lifting up. You've got the ability to stay above the water. The world can't drag you down to your spiritual death if you stay in the church. In the church, in the boat, there is protection and support from both Jesus and the other church members who love you and who care about you. You see, people who leave the church aren't strong in walking and following Jesus one day and then just make a choice to leave for good the next day. That doesn't happen. There's always something going on underneath the surface beforehand. And not just for one day, but for a while. It stirs, it simmers, it it goes on and, and it gets worse and it gets worse. Sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years. But that person allows some bitterness or unforgiveness or rebellion to fester and to grow, and grow, and grow. And then what happens is that person starts to withdraw themselves spiritually. The church is still as loving and caring as it has always been, but something has changed within that person. And they can't feel that love anymore. They feel like they're not loved, so they start moving towards the outer edge of the boat, and they gradually get to the railing on the edge. And then they eventually grab a rope and start hanging over the side. They're they're still coming to church. They're still kind of in the church, but they're withdrawing inside. They're getting further and further away. They can't bear to be in the boat anymore. It's too painful. They think that nobody loves them. They're still coming along to church, but their heart is not really there. And when the first storm of life comes along, Especially if it comes from a brother or a sister in the church. There's no protection from the boat because they're not truly in it. They're just along for the ride. And we're all people. We're all capable of making mistakes. And we hurt people without meaning to a lot of the time. But it's so easy to get the wrong attitude inside us, thinking that person should know better and then allow something to start growing and festering within us when when Jesus just wants to heal us. The storm that they face when they're outside the boat, they're just hanging on, will just confirm what they've believed for a long time, that the church doesn't care about them, And that Jesus doesn't care about them. But it wasn't Jesus that threw them off the boat. It wasn't the people in the church that threw them out. They made the choice themselves to withdraw from fellowship, to withdraw from closeness to Jesus. And the warning tonight is don't let your story be the same as everybody else that has left the church. Stay in the boat. Don't play around at the edges It's not safe. Don't think that you can hang on by a rope outside the boat. Your arms will get tired eventually. Let Jesus heal your hurts. Don't let them fester and turn to bitterness. And if you've allowed some bitterness to get in your heart tonight, then open your heart to Jesus. Don't don't hold it back. Don't hold it in. But just let him start to work on you. Because he doesn't want us to be bitter. Bitterness is death. Bitterness is is torment. You need to let the church minister to you and allow us as the people in the church to love you. Because it's not us who's changed. It's you. If you feel no love coming from the church, start to look inside yourself because that is where the problem is lying. I'm sorry if I'm too straight for you tonight, but but this is, this is what the Lord has given me. You started to withdraw from inside yourself. The church doesn't love you any less than when you first started coming to church. But it's you that's changed. And if you won't allow Jesus and the church to heal those hurts, there's only one possible destination. You see, there's a difference between being in the church building and being in the church You can be here three services a week, be involved in activities, even have your name on the church membership and not be in the church. It's all got to do with your heart and your spirit, not your physical body. You can't earn your way into heaven by your perfect attendance. You can't make yourself worthy of salvation by giving great sums of money to the church to ease your conscience. You can't force a close relationship with Jesus by praying for 10 hours a day. You can only be in the church if you're obedient to God's Word and have your heart in the right place. Otherwise, you're like someone who's holding on to the boat by a rope. You're not in the boat, you're just hanging on and being taken for a ride. And guess what? The first storm or rough sea that you hit, you're gone. It doesn't take much when you're in that place. You don't have the protection of the boat because you're not truly inside the boat. Don't think that you're protected and in the boat just because you're in the church building. Well, you need to ask yourself, uh, are you following Jesus or your own thoughts and your own ideas? Have you surrendered your life fully to him or is there a part of your life that you refuse to let go? Are there hurts that are so deep that you just can't let them go? Is there unforgiveness towards a brother or a sister that... They should know better. I'm justified to feel this way. You need to let it go. Does he guide and direct your steps, or do you just do whatever you want to do? Jesus wants you to be in the boat. And we as the church want you to be in the boat as well. But it will be by Jesus' terms and not our own. You see, he's the captain of the boat. He gets to make the rules. We don't get to force rules on Jesus. I'll stay in the boat so long as I can do this. I'll stay close so long as, well, you smite this brother or this sister. I don't know, it just came to me. If you don't like his rules, you don't have to abide by them. There's no forcing. God's not going to force you to stay in the boat. But... If you don't follow his rules, you won't be in his ship. You'll be in your own little dinghy of one where you get to make your own rules. After all, you're now the captain. But you won't be protected from the wind, the waves, the storms of life, the predators, the sun, the cold, the strong currents, the lack of drinkable water. It only comes from Jesus. And if you try to stay in a dinghy, you'll die sooner rather than later from one of those things. You try staying on the open ocean for long enough in, in a dinghy, and uh, yeah, it's not going to end well. And it's no different spiritually. If you try to survive outside of the church, you'll drown spiritually or drift away never to be seen again or get eaten up by bitterness, hate, or the cares of this world. If I can get someone to the piano, please. Professionals can easily get hurt or die when they're swimming in the ocean. We just talked about a story. A professional marathon swimmer. It wasn't his first trip. He'd done this sort of thing many, many times before. Professionals can easily get hurt or die when they're swimming in the ocean, even when they've got all the gear and make careful preparations. But when you're talking about the spiritual... Nobody's a professional in keeping their heads above water. You're either in the boat called the church or you'll drown. It's one, of the, one or the other. Jesus can walk on water, even in the stormiest of seas because of who he is. In fact, he can't help but walk on the water. But outside of the boat, the church, without Jesus' help, without the church's help, who is going to lift you up spiritually? The people in the church can't because you're not in the boat and you refuse to be in the boat. Jesus can't because He is the one that made the provision of the boat in the first place. And he calls us to be in the boat. He wants us to be in the boat. He's the one that invites all to come and be saved from this world and the storms of life. How? By getting in and staying in the boat, in the church. So if you go it alone... You'll truly be alone, trying to keep yourself spiritually afloat by yourself. But how can you tell what is the right direction spiritually without Jesus' help as the chief navigator? How can you keep your head above water without someone or something helping you? Nobody can do it alone. We need Jesus' help, and we need the church's help as well. The easiest way to ensure that you're lost spiritually is to leave. church. But Jesus is reaching out to someone in particular tonight. You might be being eaten up by bitterness. You might have only just started down that road and Jesus is calling to you to come back. It's not worth it. It's not worth withdrawing within yourself. You might fool everybody else in the church, but you don't fool Jesus. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he's saying to you tonight, don't leave the church. Don't withdraw. Don't don't walk back. Let the hurts be healed. Don't let them fester. Don't let them turn to bitterness. Don't allow, allow rebellion or carnality to take you away from Jesus. There's truly nothing out there for you. (laughs) Whether you've been out in the world before or not, there's nothing there. Don't be fooled by the devil who would love you to leave so he can devour you. And that's exactly what he'll do. If you've already left the church in your heart, now is the time to get back in the boat. It may even be your last chance. I don't know. I don't know how far you've gone. Jesus will heal and restore you. That is a promise. But you have to choose to get back in the boat. You have to allow him to start healing you. You have to allow him to, to heal those hurts in your life. You need to choose to allow yourself to be healed. It's a choice. It's a choice. It doesn't matter how deep the hurt is. If you bring yourself and you open yourself to Jesus and say, I don't want this anymore. I want you to start removing it from me. Then guess what? That's what he'll do. It's when we hold on to it. Jesus isn't going to force it out of you. If this message is spoken to you, I invite you to come to the front of the church and pray.